From Planet Ant Media, welcome to Sandwich Talk. I'm Carlos, your host, and this is my chance to sit down with some friends, talk about our favorite sandwiches, and dive into some new ones too. This week, we're munching on the Il Rocco, the Breast Chicken Parm, and the Little Puzzle Loves His Pork, all from Rocco's Italian Deli in Detroit, Michigan. My guest is Jonathan Kung, a great friend, an inspiration in the Detroit food community, and secret kitchen and popular pop-up chef. We had a lot of fun talking about these sandwiches and also some common comfort foods. So hug up to your favorite sandwich. Thanks a lot for listening and enjoy the show. Jonathan Kung, <laughs> welcome to Sandwich Talk. It is great to be here. It's so great to have you. I'm so glad that you could make it. Who are you, John Kung? Uh, well, um, well, my name is John Kung, and I've been just operating pop-ups and then like uh, secret kitchens in the city for probably, and city of Detroit for probably like uh, eight years now. Eight years now? Eight I, years. I'm not even too sure when I started. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing new about me here. I guess so. that's true. Uh, so, okay. Um, I know the concept of pop-ups and secret kitchens, but for those who don't, like... Oh, yeah. Well, pop-ups are just pretty much like, it is a lot of it is what it sounds like. There is a space that is vacant, at least the way that we did in Detroit was there was a space that is vacant and we essentially just occupied that space for one night or maybe it's for a series of days and then we will just cease to exist there. Nice. So like the OG pop-up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. What are pop-ups now? <laughs> pop-ups nowadays, from what I've been seeing, is like you go into a restaurant that's already operating or a bar that's already operating and you go in there with your own tables. Oh, and well, say, yeah, if you're going to do it legally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the secret kitchen mentality better. That's kind of the way we all grew up doing pop-ups. It's like bringing, right, right. bringing Sternos and Schaefer's into an abandoned building right. and just charging your friends five <laughs> bucks for a plate. That was the cool way to do it. That's how we met. Um, right. I, I don't know. Do you remember when we first met? I don't. I feel like I've just always known you. <laughs> I've known you my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I think I do remember the first time we met was at St. Cece's um, when we were both doing pop-ups. Yeah, and, and that, I that come totally in, makes sense. I think I'd come into one of your pop-ups and been just blown away. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I have. I don't think I've ever been sober for any of the pop-ups. <laughs> I think we started off, there was this one time we started off uh, with like staff shot and was just like two shots of Jameson and then that's how we started <laughs> our day. It was very unprofessional considering that we had like a full actual kitchen. Is that is that unprofessional to start with a shot? I think alcohol sometimes goes well in a kitchen. I mean... That might just mean me. Yeah, it might, yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of us tend to have now, a couple of beverages. Yeah, well, now I just make a point, try to, like, I, I just try not to drink during service now. Yeah. Like, I'll have, like, maybe too much tea, but that's, <laughs> but that's really about it. <laughs> um... Well, that's, I mean, that's fine. I was also in my 20s. So, like, who does, like, smart stuff in their 20s anyway? That's, yeah, no, totally true. We didn't do too much uh, when we were doing our first pop-ups, High Five Taco. We were pretty irresponsible with that, and we would blow all of our money immediately after <laughs> on going out, going drinking. Um, so this is sandwich talk, like I said, and the first question that I need to know is, what's your favorite sandwich? Oh. <laughs> like you weren't prepared for this. <laughs> I know. I mean, like, 
I wasn't paid to be here. <laughs> I definitely didn't prepare. Um, sandwich. I mean, I mean, a burger is considered a sandwich. Ooh. Is okay, it? is a burger considered is a, a sandwich? Is a burger a sandwich? Well, like we have to like quantify what is a sandwich to you. That's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, I know that I've like an- give me the parameters <laughs> of what a sandwich is, and I can tell you what my favorite. I've gotten into arguments with these people. I think that the burger is classified within the sandwich realm, but a burger lives on its own. When I say sandwich, I mean, you know, uh, meat in between two breads or like uh, not even meat, filling in between two breads. It can be a grilled cheese sandwich. But that is literally what a burger is too. A burger is the same thing, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's just a a separate classification within the sandwich realm. I mean, like a taco is not a sandwich. Taco is not a sandwich. A hot dog is not a sandwich. Okay, a hot dog is not a sandwich. I don't think so. All right, all right. Um, so I'm still convinced that a burger can be one. Okay. Otherwise, like what you said, like grilled cheese is classically mm-hmm. comes to mind and not nothing fancified. Like I'd like my craft <laughs> grilled like piece of like, in the plastic and then put it in like in between, uh, in between two pieces of plain white bread. Just straight yeah. white Butter bread. Butter on both sides. Sometimes mayo on the outside because that is delicious. Yeah. But as a kid, I just liked my plain grilled cheese sandwiches. Fun fact, I when I had them in Hong Kong, instead of tomato soup, I would get my grilled cheese sandwiches with uh, cream of chicken. Whoa. Yeah. Actually, a pretty good combo. That sounds really good, actually. I think mm-hmm. I kind of want that. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the tomato, the mayonnaise trick as well. Yeah. Mayonnaise trick on your, on your bread. Because it's just like putting egg into your, like, on the crust, making an egg crust on your sandwich is mm. delicious. Mm. <laughs> and it also burns at a lower heat as well. Like, the, the butter seems to crisp up the bread faster. Oh, well, at my house, we had this, like, janky little specialized grilled sandwich machine. You would. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and of course, this is, like, a Chinese knockoff of probably something, sh- like, crap. <laughs> is this an explicit podcast? Oh, no, you can say whatever you okay. want. Here. It's shitty, like, it's like a Chinese knockoff off of what was probably already sh- a shitty Black & Decker specialized grilled sandwich machine. Nice. Like, basically, you put it in, you put the filling in, put the bread in, and then butter both sides, and then you just close it and clamp it shut. <laughs> and it would, like, cut the bread in half for you and just fry the crust so it's super, super crispy, and it would, like, seal the cheese in. It was so, so damn good. This was, (laughs) this was what I ate in China. Damn, that sounds great. (laughs) (laughs) So you're originally from? Oh, I, uh, originally I I was like, well, I was born in LA and then by like, I don't know, a few months after that, I was in China, Hong Kong, um, which was different back then. Uh, for like four years, then we moved to Toronto for okay. like 12 years, and then I moved back to Hong Kong for another four. Oh, wow. And then I'm here in Michigan since 2002, I think. Nice. Yeah. And then you were just like, I love cooking. I'm going to uh, do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. And you made a hell of a name for yourself so far. I mean, you know. <laughs> so for those that don't know, you have a studio in Eastern Market, which is right now being worked on. Yes, yes. Um, so... We are about to go under construction, and as with any project in Detroit that isn't, like, backed by millions of dollars, (laughs) 
like when it starts, when it finishes, can be whenever. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just hoping that it starts soon because uh, we're ready for it. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we're going to build like a small little restaurant and I've been operating this private kitchen concept where people come in, they book book my room for classes and and for private dinners and stuff. Um, Hell yeah. We've been doing that for a while, but pretty much all operations have ceased just because we have to start building. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so good, though. You make oh, great food. Oh, thank you. I, I feel <laughs> after a long day working at Eastern Market, I'll go in there and it's cold and I'll walk in and I just oh, feel so much at home. Um, well, you've made me hungry, so we need to, yes. part of this podcast this. is that we eat sandwiches from a place, and today we're eating from Rocco's. Let's crack this one open first. Um, Rocco's Italian Deli. This one's already cut in half, which oh, is nice. cool. Okay. Yeah. Rocco's Italian Deli. Uh, they're located on Cass in the Cass Corridor, um, just off of MLK. And, uh... Please take a bite. I, w- I want to hear what you think of this sandwich delightful. first. Yeah, this is the Il Rocco. It's the first one on their menu. So what? What? What does? What? How does he describe this? So this is hot sopressata, mm-hmm. mortadella, fontina, some romaine, spicy red pepper relish, and garlic lemon aioli. Oh my god! So take a bite of that one first. I want to hear initial thoughts. The bread looks mm-hmm. crispy and very well done as well. I took too big a bite. <laughs> that's not, that's not possible with the sandwich. You take as big of a bite as you want. <laughs> um, Rocco's Italian Deli, like I said, amazing place. It was started. I, I really like it. You know, it, uh, it was started just a couple years ago um, by the Guido family and also Kyle Merkva. Um, and they started because there were a bunch of Rocco's in the Guido family, actually. Oh, really? um, yeah, and they. Uh, they started by doing, uh, I think it was the Hatch Detroit. I remember a couple years ago, a few years ago, um, Gabe Guido and my buddy Andrew Pizzoli and Kyle and a few others were wandering all around town with sandwiches that they just made. And they were just handing out samples of sandwiches, half sandwiches to people, just asking oh, for sweet. votes for Hatch. And it was the coolest thing to see these guys. Were they guys. Hatch winner? I don't know if they actually won or not, but I know that they, they were part of it. And lo and behold, they got their location. They've been yeah, up and running I mean, now. Like, that's a sweet location, too. Yeah. Like, right on Cass in Midtown. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that El Rocco? Uh, this is great. I'm going to take uh, a bite, too. spicy. It's salty. Um, I don't get much of the lemon aioli. I wish mm. I got more of that, but that's probably going to come up in a later bite. Mm-hmm. You can't really judge. You can't judge how much you like a sandwich by, like, the outer bites. You have to get right into the middle. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, this is this is a tasty little piece. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. So people who don't like the sounds of chewing cannot listen to this podcast, right? I mean they can. <laughs> They'll just be disgusted. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that was the Orago. The first thing that I really got was the meat and the red pepper relish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. The romaine kind of plays a little dance with it too. That's one thing that I always look for in, in any one bite is to get the layers of flavor. I love getting layers. I I love to make sure that I can try it. And taste everything, but as long as it's a good medley and it dances with itself, mm-hmm. that's what I look for. And I think that that's great. This has been one of my favorite sandwiches to grab. Do they make their own bread? I don't know. That's a great question. I should ask. Um, it doesn't say any of that information here, but I do know that mm, our case is always stocked with cured meats, which is true. 
Um, I took a bunch of pictures while I was there too, just because it's it's so good. One cool thing about this place is it's an Italian market in the middle of Midtown. Right. If you walk in there, they've got a ton of just Italian groceries to to choose from and uh, and things that you would need to drive to another city for. Um, it's right across the street from Advanced Plumbing, right? Is that what that is? Advanced yeah. Plumbing. It's like hmm. the prettiest. It's like the prettiest like bathroom fixture showcase yeah. in Midtown. I look in and I saw like Japanese toilets, like the Toto <laughs> toilets. I was like, oh my gosh, we're not going to talk about that. No, but I, I want one of those yeah, right. <laughs> in my life. Right, I want eating. one of those. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, I want you to continue eating that sandwiches while we're on our break. And then we're going to come back to more sandwiches and also a beverage to watch that down. Mm. Wa- watch? Wash? Wash that down. <laughs> Oh, really quick? I just got the lemon aioli. This is fu- really fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay, so it, it did. It went in there upon oh, further yeah, bites. Yeah. yeah totally awesome. Did. All right, so quick break time. Here we go. Today's episode of Sandwich Talk is sponsored by Rocco's Italian Deli, located at 3627 Cass Avenue in Detroit, Michigan. Aside from their 11 sandwiches on menu, they're a traditional Italian shop in the heart of the Cass Corridor with a variety of cured meats, fresh cheeses, Italian groceries, featured cocktails, specialty wines, draft and bottled beers, and even coffee and espresso. They're open 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day except Sunday. Casamara Club. Inspired by the history and traditions of Italian Amaro, these soft drinks are balanced, food-friendly, and buoyant highlighting the natural vibrancy of farmed ingredients. With currently four varieties available, find them all over the country today by checking out their website at casamaraclub.com. Sandwich Talk is also sponsored by Ant Knees. Based out of Eastern Market in Detroit, Michigan, this chip, salsa, and guacamole team offers fresh, all-natural, locally-sourced snack foods for every single occasion. Got a party? Get some salsa. Got a picnic? Get that guac. Aunt Francis is in town? Grab a bag of chips. Find store locations today at antknees.com and visit every Saturday at Eastern Market for the exclusively sold guacamole. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to Sandwich Shock. We're here with Jonathan Kong, Chef Chef John Kong. Do you ever go by Chef? I don't really. Yeah. I mean, it's just so much. Right. Were you were you classically trained? No, no, no. So that's probably why I just don't take on that title very easily, yeah, or like comfortably, I guess. Yeah. Um, if people in the studio, like people that are working for me, like call me that, I'll respond to it. But yeah, I I I, I don't really. I don't. Yeah. I, do you I, like when you do pop ups and stuff? No, no yeah. way. I was never a chef. Right. I'm a I'm a kid that really likes food. I'm a food enthusiast. Right. I also don't like the word foodie. <laughs> I'm a food enthusiast. I really like the fact that I can just kind of eat food and enjoy it with my friends and then talk about it and make it and it's delicious. Right. And that's all I care about, to be honest with you. I don't care about being called a chef or telling somebody, okay, this is the proper way to do something. Because to be honest with you, I don't know what the proper way to do stuff is. Right. I've just been doing it and it's been working right. for me. Right, exactly. And like, how are you just, I mean, how do you act, like take on any like titles and pretense when that is all you're doing? Exactly. Like, I'm not saying that people who demand to be called chef or, or expect to be called chef at their restaurants are pretentious. That's not, that's not it at all. But like, 
there are certain places where you have to, where like, you know, the order or the hierarchy of chain of command is more important than others. In a pop-up, that doesn't really exist. In a little little kitchen like mine, it doesn't really exist because yeah. we're all just on equal footing in some way, shape, or form. I'm not that great. Yeah. I'm not no, going to tell you I'm not, not that great. I mean, there's chefs out there that deserve the title for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. And I think, in my opinion, I've had your cooking. You deserve the title, my friend. Oh, that's <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to jump into sandwich number two. No, you uh, this is this the chicken parm. So while you take a bite of that, it looks insane. Hang on. We need to take a crazy. picture of that cross-section. This is crazy delicious, though. Look, I mean, like. We definitely need oh to take a picture God. of this cross-section. This is insane. Yeah, for sure. So this is the chicken parm. The chicken parm is fried chicken cutlet, marinara sauce, mozzarella, and grated parmesan. Very simple. It's just simple constructed ingredients the way that it's supposed to be. And I have had it several times, and I think it's just delightful. You know, I am here for this. Holy yeah? crap. Oh, it's, is this my bite now? Yeah, All right. right. <laughs> All right. So what are, you, what are you getting upon first bite? Because I know that you, you took a bite of just like right there in the center. I mean, like that tomato sauce, the cheese, and then the chicken. I mean, the problem, like, you know, like being able, when you're eating this now, having like, it's been in the wrapper for a while. It's been in the bag. I know this isn't what like its best form is, mm-hmm. but biting down into it, tasting how good it is now. Like, I can only imagine what this is like when it's like. Fried, fresh, fresh, crispy, and like you know, chicken parmesan, eggplant parmesan, like that. Those are not things that like really are foods that sit out well. Yeah, like the, anything that is, that is like breaded and fried, you have to like eat it right away. But like the fact that I came in here now and I'm eating this now, and it's still like super comforting. Like uh, chicken parmesan is like a quintessential Italian American like dish, yeah. and it. it I know it might get it like a bad rap or or or, or something like oh oops, um, or like people might look down on it because it, it's like an kind of old world American, I guess you'd say old world Italian American, old world Italian American, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it can be done so well, and when it's done so well, like there's really nothing that beats it. It's sweet from the like the tomatoes mm-hmm. and. And then, like, the saltiness from the cheese, like, it's, it's so, it's what comfort food is. Yeah. And, like, that definition <laughs> stretches across, like, all types of cuisine. That's why I like sandwiches. Because yeah. no matter what culture you get into, right. a sandwich is typically a comfort food of some sort. Whether mm-hmm. it's a torta, or it's, a, like, a, a chicken parmesan sandwich, mm-hmm. or just a regular old American burger, if mm-hmm. you want to right. ca- classify a sandwich as a, bur- a burger as a sandwich, yeah. I mean, a comfort food can be anything, obviously, right. even if it's just a pasta or a salad. But, oh, for sure. But sandwiches are something across every culture that you can find comfort in. Mm-hmm. And the chicken parm is definitely like that for me. I mean, for me as a kid growing up, uh, uh, my mom would always make um, uh, milanesa, uh, milanesa de pollo, which is basically a chicken cutlet that's breaded and deep fried. Yeah. And it's the same thing. It's something that I've always found extreme comfort in. Um with any meal that I've ever had is if I can make that or if I can just go to mom's house, that flavor is something that I just, I almost cry over. Like you just kind of tear up because you want it. Um, so yeah, good, good way to classify this as just a good comfort food. Um, 
I want to talk real quick while you're eating that about our yeah, uh, my it's hot pick of the week, and then if you have any suggestions too, hmm. um, in terms of just the places to go or, or things to do every time that we do this sandwich talk, I just want to you know talk about somewhere else that we're mm-hmm. not even trying out here. But marrow, I'm blown away by marrow. Oh, did you just eat there recently? I've eaten there several times now. I've had their dinners and I've had their brunch. And I think that not just is the food outstanding, but the ambiance, the yep. store, the staff, the wine selection, um, the <clears throat> imagination that they have behind their menus um, and every menu item that they have is, it, it, it literally blew me away. I took um, a bunch of my childhood friends there and we sat at the butcher's table. We got the chef's tasting. Nice. I highly suggest that. And I took both my mom and my dad, um, which is hard to get in one room. Uh, to brunch there, and they both loved it. Uh, we tried everything. <laughs> I don't think I've had the brunch there yet, but then I've had dinner there twice, and both times, like, we were just completely, like, very, very pleased. It was, and everything that you said about it, like, ambiance, and then the food itself, and then, like, the, the little store that they have in the front, like, it's just a really well-thought-out neighborhood spot, Yeah, which... To me, like, are things that a lot of the districts in Detroit are, like, sorely lacking. It's, yeah. like, a place that is for the neighborhood, that serves the neighborhood that it that it's, like, located in. Totally. Um, it, it does yeah. well for the neighborhood. It for sure. It, it serves the neighborhood, but also it adds to the neighborhood. For sure, yeah. Um, which is definitely something that you would want to do in your restaurant is you don't want to take anything away from the neighborhood, per se, but you definitely want to add a little bit more to the neighborhood. Right. I just had to take another bite of chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But let's wash it down. We've got Casamara Clubs in front of us. Yeah. Which one do you have here? These are like Italian sodas or what? These are Amaro sodas. So sparkling Amaro soft drink. You have the Alta and I have the Onda. Um, Like I said, Detroit-based company. I first had this when I went to Rocco's. and I, I was suggested this because I'm not drinking. I wasn't drinking any alcohol at the time. Oh, that was the the one month, two. Oh, month, I don't drink for I don't drink for four months. Yeah. Oh man, it's nice. But this is quenching. It's delicious. It's unique, um, and it's it, it's refreshing when you're eating something it like is this. It's super too. satisfying, and it's not like it's not sweet at all. Do they even add sugar to this? Mm. No, uh, there's, there's, no. oh, there is. There's like a little bit of demerara in this, but I get a lot of like spice notes. Um, that is, it, like when I when I was doing dry January, I would order a lot of um, soda water and with just like a just drop of bitters, bitters, in there, yeah, which is alcoholic but negligible and like that exactly level of dilution. Like this, this is, is very much like that, but like a more refined, just. A well put together version of that. Um, do you want to try the mine? Switch, yeah. yeah. Wanna... Here's the Onda. I'll try the Alta. Oh wow, yours is almost. Uh, oh yeah, yours is much brighter. Yours is a little bit more um, tart than mm-hmm. mine. It's great though. I love them both. So the Alta is the one that I'm trying now, and this one, the uh, the clove and allspice really come out. Dang, I like that stuff. And it's how is this not like this. a stoner's podcast? <laughs> We're like two dudes just like drinking. Well herbal water and eating sandwiches like listen 
We like to say that we're everybody's podcast. That's that a good point. I mean, you stoners know. listen to us. Moms and dads <laughs> listen to us. Moms and dads who are stoners listen to us. Well, this is Michigan, so yeah. like we are an evolved people. Yeah, it's totally legal here. But. My mom listens to this, and she has never once touched anything. Oh, really? No, she's a wonderful person. She's a saint. She drank alcohol twice in her life. I'm not allowed to talk about my mom like that <laughs> like, in public, available <laughs> media. So my mom is just wonderful. <laughs> Um, so something in the news that I saw recently, and I want to get your opinion on this because I think it's kind of funny. Um, Arby's, I don't know if you like it or not, but Arby's has come out and said that they are not a vegan restaurant, nor will they ever be a vegan restaurant. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have like an eye roll sound effect? I mean, like, okay. <laughs> I think we I, heard it. We all heard right, it. Right, 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 right. I mean, it, Okay, so do what you want. And, like, it's it's your – ultimately, it's your branding. And I can understand how, you know, with – what is their slogan? We have the meats or something like that. <laughs> it's like this – it's like this, like, this, like, sultry, booming voice baritone – who who says like we have the meats or or stuff and that if that's your slogan fine like if that is your identity, whatever. But like when people they've have, made themselves a career off of a roast beef sandwich, right? So right, I definitely right, right, get right. it. Yeah. And like with that being said, being so defensive about it, I'm guessing this is probably in response to the fact that there are burger chains that are using the Impossible Patty or or whatever yeah. the vegan patty right now. Yeah, I, I guess there was a, a false um, discussion or something. Something went out. Um, talking about how they were going to possibly be partnering up with Impossible on something. Mm -hmm. And then they came out with a news statement saying, hell no. Um, but it was just so, so loud. Right, right, right. Say, I, like, you know? I mean, like, you know, like, in so loud that it comes off as probably, like, a little bit defensive or, a, um, kind of, oh, what is the word that I'm looking for? Blunt. Blunt. Bl they were very blunt in their statement. Mm-hmm. But and almost like too forceful mm. with it. Like you're they're overcompensating kind of. Uh I've personally like, you know, I definitely an omnivore. I eat whatever. Yeah. Like whenever. Like there's nothing that I honestly do not eat when it comes in terms to like what kind of food food I consume yeah but, for sure i mean even a place like rocco's will serve you know vegetarian type and items there's and nothing wrong with like you know being able to accommodate more people i yeah. mean as a business it's just smart to do that but even like the this false moralistic semi like machismo that comes for some reason that comes with the consumption of meat i think especially in america is it's kind of dumb, right? Oh, yeah. Like, well, I mean, it, it, th there's people that are trying to make sure that, oh, we are meat and we are meat together. It's okay. You know, it's, it's great that you're, that you're staying so strong by your point. Um, but just don't be so angry about it. Right. You know? Right. I mean, like, it, you're not more of a man just because you eat meat. You're not more of an American just because you eat meat. Because, hell, we produce, like, most of the world's fresh produce. And the Impossible Burger was invented in this country. Yeah. So if we're, we're solving problems that are actually important to solve and to be defensive over something like that is childish and frankly makes me assume that you have a tiny, <laughs> tiny penis. 
Yes. <laughs> wow, Arby's. Did you hear that? Ouch. <laughs> I mean that. I mean, like, look at that hat logo, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask you going back on the topic of your favorite sandwiches and what you like in sandwiches, do you have any boundaries or requirements that you need in a sandwich? Um, tasty. I, I really don't. Tasty. Um, there's, yeah, there's, well, I no, agree. Yeah. I mean like, uh, what was like, I, I used to, you know, Mudgee, Mudgee's is a, is a really like famous sandwich shop here in Detroit and it's yeah. been around for a while. Owned by Greg Mudge. Yeah. Old, yeah. And, uh, so like. Their they had a their sandwich was called what the hippy dippy bullshit or something like uh, that the hippy dippy shit man yeah, yeah the that is shit, uh, their vegetarian sandwich that has it's just got a lot of a lot of veggies just like yeah. fresh sprouts and stuff mm-hmm. and it was like one of my favorite ones but then again I just had like the fried chicken spicy fried chicken sandwich from Gold Cash Gold mm-hmm. and that was fucking great too. oh yeah um, which at, you're you're at Gold Cash Gold right now right? yes yes that was a you made my subtle plug a not-so-subtle <laughs> plug. I, I am a line cook there on the weekends. That's really cool. So if you do want to visit John or you want to go taste his food right now, definitely go to Gold Cash Gold. Right. Well, it's uh, not my food. Well, but I mean, I'm assembling it. Listen, there. you assemble it, it's going to taste better <laughs> if you do it. Okay? I like the way you cook. You're good. Oh. <laughs> um, so so in terms of boundaries, like, do you need, like, a certain condiment or do you just need – do you, do you look for a certain, like, umami or something? It's. It, I mean, it's not – like honestly, it really just depends. Like I don't go into, I don't when when I think of think of that like oh a sandwich sounds really good right now. I don't really think whatever specific kind. So you know what the thing that that no yeah I'm was I'm totally wrong. The thing that is important for me when it comes to a sandwich is actually the bread. Now that I think about Whoa. it, okay, because you know the fillings the the, the fillings your sources of flavor. Um, that's great, but like you can have the best fillings in the world with shitty dry bread and your whole experience will be destroyed. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And like if your if your fillings don't taste as good as your fillings should, then why are you even making a sandwich? But a sandwich is not a sandwich unless you've got bread. And the bread that we've had today is pretty good. It's pretty good, yeah. Good that's enough why I'm that I was wondering if they it. made it themselves. Yeah. But I'm, I'm gonna be asking that. I should I should have known. Yeah. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not doing my homework, John. I'm sorry. And this is uh-huh. our podcast. I yeah. mean, I didn't do research because yeah, I, I mean, just showed up. I suck, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> to, to everybody listening right now, my apologies. I'll work harder next time. In his defense, though, he is incredibly handsome. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, well, with that, let's jump into the next sandwich. Uh, we have the... This is the Little Puzzo Loves Pork. Uh, go ahead and take a bite of that while I describe it. We've got oven-roasted pork, sharp provolone, sautéed broccoli rabe, I love broccoli rabe. Yeah. This is a sandwich that is um, very characteristic of Philadelphia to me. Every time that I've been to Philadelphia, I've had a sandwich very similar with the broccoli rabe, mm. the, the oven roasted pork, and specifically this kind of cheese. Uh, I, I love provolone. Really big fan, and it goes really well with the broccoli rabe too. Um, I haven't tried this one yet. It looks like you just dove in, and it I, saw, is. I saw a finger lick, yeah, so that's it good. It is like super tender. Holy crap. All right, I'm going to dive My in. My issue you with, tell like, me. that comes with a lot of the ways, like, pork is prepared, that it mm. comes off really dry a lot. And then there is, like, there is pork that is cooked, 
dry, and then they try to make up for it by putting a sauce in it. But this is just like through and through Hell no. really good pork. This is the juiciest. Yeah. This Holy is the crap. Juici- this is so good. Of the three sandwiches, this yeah. is the juiciest sandwich for sure. I mean, this is the last one that we've tasted. This has probably been sitting in the wrapper for a while, but like this is so juicy that the bread is kind of like if. It tastes like we just dipped this in something. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this is this is the kind of sandwich that I need to order again for sure. I mean, all three of these sandwiches have been outstanding. I've had several of their sandwiches here already, but the two that I definitely wanted you to try were the the two that we tried first, and then I figured we'd try something that we, I I haven't tried either. I mean, which this, is this has one. been a great trio and mm-hmm. the, like a great order of everything because it just got like just gets better and better and better. Not saying like the first one was not as good. It's just they're very different. And they're all very satisfying in their own right. Um, and, and like, just to put this out there, like, when a Chinese person is complimenting you on how you're cooking your pork, then you got to, like, take the compliment. Damn. Because... Rocco's Italian <laughs> Deli. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? When a Chinese person compliments your pork, take the damn compliment. I mean, well, you make it sound dirty, but. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like to describe food. What can mm-hmm. I say? Mm-hmm. I've got one of them radio voices for food. <laughs> um, as I stare into my sandwich and I look at the layers of provolone cheese and broccoli rub and pork <laughs> staring right back at me with its juice glistening in the, in the sunlight, man, I love this. <laughs> this is the greatest thing. <laughs> Who knew that you could make a podcast out of eating on, on the air? Uh, once again, if you're grossed out by chewing, so sorry, but this is this is for us and for the people that want to hear about good food. And I have to tell you that this is this has been a great experience with these three sandwiches. Um, of the three, do you have a favorite? Because mm. I, I know the El Rocco was my favorite um, for a long time, and then they also have the uh, the prosciutto. It's the second one on their menu. Hard proof prosciutto means love, which is prosciutto de Parma. Uh, fresh mozzarella, oven roasted tomato, and basil pesto, and that was my favorite all around um, until today. Oh, does which one's your favorite? Well, today? I asked you first. Okay, well, it's hard for me to say, um, and I'm not trying to be diplomatic or anything because each of these sandwiches would totally fulfill a, like a specific mood that I was in. That's true, and That's I don't think true. that I would have a default between any of these. That being said, I would probably be, to go to an Italian deli, to want like Italian, which means like I want Italian flavors. Um, and then that means I would want something that I normally don't get all the time. I would probably order the chicken, um, chicken parm a lot. Nice, nice. Yeah. The, just because like, you, I mean, is it because of the comfort food aspect or because it's the most filling? I feel like it is the most like, filling. I, I don't know. I can't speak for other people who cook professionally, but when I order something, I want to order, I want to eat and experience something that I cannot, I know I will not be able to do Mm -hmm. myself in any kind of capacity at home. And like for me in, in in these, in this situation, it's definitely going to be, um, Italian American food. Like that's not something that I have ever tried to make even for myself, but this is great and this is something that i'd be in the mood for because i like you know i like the, I, I like conflicts of like of flavor so like the sweetness of the marinara and that's what's in here right 
Yeah, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the sweetness of a marinara and like the contrast of the cheese, like the sweet and salty. Like I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, um, and then the mozzarella, the, gra- yeah. the little bit of grated Parmesan in there that adds yeah. a little bit of nuttiness to it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, that being we said, have the marinara on the side okay. as well. If you actually, so every time that I've gotten this, I've actually just kind of done one of these in here. <laughs> where you take your pinky and you dip it in just to try the marinara by itself Honestly. because in my opinion a good sauce needs to be eaten by itself before you can put it anywhere oh, else oh yeah so you get like you get so much sweetness yeah. in there and, but you actually get a lot of tomato in there too yeah the tomato is fresh it's very good before uh, we go I have one big question for you this is one of the largest questions that I can ask anybody is what is your favorite condiment my favorite condiment oh I mean, for sandwiches or for anything. Well, <laughs> um, let's say it's for anything, okay. but then also narrow it down. Oh, okay. I mean, like, for anything, anything, anything. is totally like Szechuan chili oil. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, or, or like, uh, if you're looking for, like, a commercial, like, uh, I guess the commercial, like, the chili sauce, the quintessential Chinese chili yeah. sauce, like, the uh, lao gan ma, it, it's the glass jar oh, with yeah. the chili crisp, and it's that angry lady, mm-hmm. like, picture on, on, her, uh, on there. Um, that is probably one of the most famous condiments in China. We eat it with everything we put it on like in soup we put it on dumplings we put it on our steam buns like and it just goes with anything because yeah. it's just chilies oil probably like lots of msg but oh yeah what, like you know hey man msg your, tastes yeah, great your best life msg is food's best life yeah i i was totally against it for a while just because i thought it was oh it's a chemical whatever right. <laughs> No, man. Just like water. Water's a chemical too. It's very good. (laughs) Uh, And it works. It works in cooking. Yeah. Um, So you would say the Szechuan chili oil. And what about like on a sandwich? Just any. I mean, cucumber. Well, just to clarify, Lao Gan Ma is not a Szechuan chili oil, but Szechuan chili oil is like in the same vein as that condiment. Got it. Just chili oil. Um, But as far as sandwiches, <laughs> uh, I, I'm. Uh, I like a really good mayo. Mayo. Yeah. Now, like a regular mayo or like uh, yeah. a lime mayo. Just a, no. I like I like plain mayo. I mean, like I think one of the strongest traits I take f- after my dad is probably the fact that he likes putting mayo in on his hamburgers. Hmm. I like like as far as like my favorite burger besides like really really good meat and really good buns, but like it's like red onions. Mm. mayonnaise tomato and lettuce like there's that's no it. ketchup there's no like hot sauce or anything like that like that combination to me is something that's maybe nostalgically based but is my default go-to for yeah. a burger yeah i so, mean even my mom when i was a kid would just eat mayo and tomato sandwiches right that's it. oh something and actually so that sounds simple. like super familiar to me too and i would eat that with her and it was it was something that also another one of those comfort foods yeah I never really loved mayo, but that sandwich I love. And it's typically because, I, I don't know, maybe it's the, the mayonnaise that has the lime in it from yeah. Mexico. The, the, like the, oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 or whatever. yeah. And that's the stuff that I would grow up eating, and I, I loved remember, it. Like, I used to get, like, the Goya brand, um, like, Chipotle mayo before, mm-hmm. like, Chipotle mayo was, like, a, a, a thing. Yeah. Like, back when coconut water was 65 cents <laughs> from one of those huge cans. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, those were the days. Now you have to pay an arm and a leg for coconut water. <laughs> Thanks, Rihanna. <laughs> I mean, no hatred towards Rihanna. No, I love Rihanna, <laughs> except, you know, she just drove the price up. Right. That's all. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So mayonnaise and Szechuan chili oil. I love both of those. Yo, did you ever eat, like, this doesn't sound weird, like butter and sugar? sandwiches yeah. as a kid yeah is that like just like a brown child thing is that a foreign kid thing? i think no, it might it be because like that is something like my dad like this that's something like i would eat when i was like four years old yeah straight up in hong kong or maybe it's like a colonial thing could you think it's like a con- could be thing? yeah just butter and sugar yeah, yeah i don't think that that's that can't be a foreigner thing how would it ever because single- I, I haven't like i don't i don't think i've spoken to a lot of just straight up lifelong Americans mm-hmm. about this, but like anytime I talk to any of like my brown friends, yeah. my fellow brown friends, it was like, oh yeah, butter sugar sandwiches. Or like, like cream cream and sugar too. That was another thing that we did. Oh I never did that. Yeah. I yeah. never did butter and sugar. Um but the sugar, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then would you toast it or would you just leave it standard? Oh totally. Yeah. Um either or. I've done it both ways. Of uh, if it's like the crappy like white bread, mm-hmm. I would probably like not toast it with no crust, but then I'd leave the crust on if it was toasted. Oh. I like that squishy white bread feeling is pretty yeah. satisfying. It is. Yeah. It really is. I don't know why, but I mean, one it's of my favorite sandwiches <laughs> from when I was a kid, um, like I remember in Mexico, so Mexico always has this like mm-hmm. boiled ham, right? Just mm-hmm. straight boiled ham. And one of my favorite things to do is take queso Oaxaca and on the on standard white pan bimbo, like wonder mm-hmm. bread basically. You take mayonnaise on one side, mustard on another side, and then you do your queso Oaxaca. You layer on one slab of the boiled ham, and then you close it, and you put it in the microwave. What? Yeah. And I remember taking it out of the microwave and having that extra squish on the sandwich. And, dude, I don't know why, but that was one of my favorite things growing up. And, like, like, now I never even use a microwave. Right, right, right. right. You're basically just kind of, like, steaming it twice. Yeah. Right? When you're using it in the microwave. But it was so good. And the the Oaxaca cheese was super melty. It's, like, Mm -hmm. it's basically string cheese is what it is. And it's, it's, (laughs) that's another one of those comfort food sandwiches for me. Um, so we are running out of time before we do. I just want to uh, plug some events we've oh, got. Yeah. So one of our pop-ups, Kana, uh, which is a Pakistani food pop-up that I partner up with Miriam Khan. We're doing a Kana barbecue next Wednesday, June 5th. Um, and that's going to be at Metropolis Bicycles. So just, uh, I'd love for you to come by. Oh yeah, so for cool. sure. So good, by the way. Like I, last Thank time you. I had that food, which was at the Planet Ant Papapalooza. Yeah, we had the Hamtramck pop-up festival. Yeah. Briani was was like to die for. Thank you. Yeah. Miriam Khan is a G in the kitchen. Yeah. She is, she's one of my best friends in the whole wide world. And the day that we discovered butter chicken nachos was the day that we decided to just partner up forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're, we're continuing to move forward on a whole bunch of different fun fusion, Pakistani influenced foods. Um, do you have any events coming up or anything new that you want to I do not. I'm no? not here to plug anything. I'm good. Just, I'm just here to hang out with you. Well, I do want to come see you at Gold Cash Gold. You're there on what days? Uh, I am there on Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays and Saturdays. All right, Nights cool. Nights for I dinner. Did. Sweet. Awesome. They well, got real good brunch, though. You got to check out their brunch. Do if they? You haven't. Yeah. I've their never had bomb. their brunch. Yeah, it's very good. Sweet. Well, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to our guest, Jonathan Kong. 
Standard Chalk is a production of Planet Ant Media powered by Pinecast, supported by Artwork and the National Endowment for the Arts. Check out more Planet Ant podcasts at planetantpodcasts.com. Our theme music is Bushwick Tarantella, and our ad read music is Lobby Time, both by Kevin McLeod. Our producer is Zach Bridges. Our executive sandwich liaison is Danny Veer. Our mustard valet, as always, is Michael Zuber. And of course, our chief, Miles O'Brien. Thanks for listening. I'm Carlos. Hope you got hungry. Happy sandwich. <laughs>